We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Steve with Census Fidelity and coming back at you on the 15th of February 2020. I want to talk to you a little bit more about what we had the last podcast about, but expanding on a different topic of ownership. You know, I've been, I mentioned I was reading Jocko's uh, book, Extreme Ownership, which is a really cool book. I'm starting to use it more and more in all kinds of daily aspects of life. Like today, I went to a, a baptism for my niece and Usually, old Steve or unchecked Zill Steve would had gotten up because uh, the place was, you know, uh, she, the kid was born was it a month and a half ago, two months ago now. I forgot about. It. I figured they got baptized already, and now it's, it's you know most diocese parishes schedule you know months out. Thankfully, our parish priest we did it that weekend after after uh, Therese got born. So he was able to, because I told her, I said, if he doesn't do it this weekend, we'll go somewhere else to get it done. We're getting it done this weekend. Anyways, so most parish parishes do these, I guess, you know, classes and things like that. And today it was, you know, five different kids were involved and father decided to do, you know, that's, I mean, just probably what he was told, what he was taught. And so, I mean, kind of, so, I mean, you can't really, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you don't know what their formation was, really. I mean, you kind of know it's not that great, but, you know, they're taught this stuff. So, I mean, they're two months afterwards. So, you're already, my mindset's already going, good grief, I can't believe it's two months and they still ain't got the kid baptized. Or the parish, it's not even the, not even the, you know, the family that's wanting to wait. It's the, you know, they probably did. They probably don't know, but. Is you know the parish is helping out on this, and then you get in there it's in the side chapel, not not in the church. So there's a little another room, you know, in the church or the parish, whatever you uh, how would you describe it? You know, most churches you'd have a side chapel. You have a side chapel. With these, you know, you build like a mall type deal. So you got room here, a room here, a room here, a room here. And this is I don't know what this is over here. This is one of those you know modern version. Uh, anyways. Ugly Ascent, and uh, well, the book too, but yeah, Ugly Ascent. Anyway, so you got these, you got five families in this little side chapel where they apparently have da daily mass at, and yucking it up. And apparently everyone's, you know, not everyone's Catholic. I mean, my uh, brother-in-law, he's fall away, and I'm just sitting there going, man, that was, I, I mean, thought of me, thought of me just walking up to him saying, you know, I can understand why you walked, you, you walked away because 
there's no way everyone in here believes in that tabernacle is Christ our Lord, the way they're acting in here. Literally just yucking it up. And my wife looked at me and said, uh, you want me to go tell the priest? I, said, I thought about doing it. And I said, well, he should know. But what was I going to do? Go out there and blast him or try to befriend him? Because maybe he'll listen. In the long term, the long game we're playing, instead of going out there and just you know, laying the wood down or laying the law down or whatever, just, you know, he ain't going to do anything if I do that. So trying to detach more, take a step back, and play the long long game, which all of us should try to do anyways, especially in, you know, we go to a parish that isn't exactly up to par on reverence. More people will probably, you know, listen more. So that's the thing, playing the game, trying to get them to like me. Well, maybe he'll start listening to the channel. Maybe he'll start listening to sermons. Maybe he'll check out the website. Maybe he'll learn a lot more and become, you know, a holier, better priest. You know, he, he said he's open to learn. Yeah, that's what he told everybody in there. And it was just one thing after another. I'm trying to say a rosary, and it was darn hard. So my wife looked at me and goes, I, you look like your your face was, I mean, it was hot, and your face was getting red, and this. I'm going, yeah, I was getting a little frustrated. Trying not to show out, which told me. I've yelled at in the middle, I've yelled at in the church before. I remember it was a third order Franciscan ceremony which was kind of funny because the lady had all kinds of bedazzled jewelry on a nice dress etc you know she, you know she was 58 68 78 years old something like that or, you know third order it's basically you know you know i want to be nowadays i want to be in the order but i i'm not gonna live it i just want to have the name next to it and tell everybody i'm a third order franciscan back in the day when you had you know third order franciscans you know lived the life they were, you know, hardcore you know, to the point that they were basically everything but taking the, the cassock or taking the habit. And I yelled at that because they were in having a party in the sanctuary, basically, you know, hugging each other, yucking it up, having fun. It was in the sanctuary. And I remember yelling, shut up. We're trying to pray. There five people in there in the back. They did, they did stop talking. They got mad. They weren't going to say anything because I knew the priest, and the priest was military, and I was, I was trying to get in to come on, you do it. It's your job. So what was I going to do? He's a new guy, new priest in town, four, mo four months here, I think he said. I'm a new guy in town. Never, I've only been here a couple times to this particular parish just a few times. So, And her family's there, and they're trying. I'm trying to win them over, really, and we're both trying to win over her brother to get, her, get him back in. Because, you know, he got married outside the church. And everyone is okay with that, except my wife's the only one I've ever met to actually not go to a wedding like that. Everyone talks a big game. She did it. And has taken a lot of grief from the family about it. She was right. She was, she and the, and the brother got bad advice from a, the local Jesuit priest, because it's a Jesuit family, who told him it was okay. Go ahead. He got his blessing to do it. So they got married outside the church. He he fell away later on. Oh, big deal. So it takes a lot of backbone to be able to pull out what she did off. She's still hearing about it. They're still not. They're still upset at her about it. But we're trying to win him over. Like I said, playing the long game. And he talks about that in one of his chapters. Seeing the long, seeing the big picture, playing the long game. 
people thinking, hey, look, he's over there, you know, hanging out with these guys who's not too, you know, not too great of a boss or not too this or they're not doing it the right way. And it's basically he was playing the game, trying to win their trust, win them over so that when something came up, they could go up to him or when he said something or gave advice or said, hey, how about this? What I, li I like what you're doing, but how about this is a better way that they were listening now. They would take his advice and not just push him out of the way just because, oh, here's loudmouth Jocko or anything like that, which to me, when I used to be that, I was that way, people were probably, hey, there's loudmouth Steve. I don't want to listen to him. He may be right, but I ain't going to listen. So playing the long game. So we're going to try to start doing adoration for him. I told her today, all right, let's go Saturday. You go in when little guy takes a does takes his nap afternoon nap. You go ahead in the Abbey's down the street. Would you do an hour when you come back? I'll go in and I'll do an hour. We'll do it for your brother. As a sermon I haven't unlocked yet, I, but I will talks about indifferentism is the sin of the modern world, and he mentions in it that arguments is not going to win anybody over. We can argue to a blue in the face, and you start to see that a lot more and more. Because how we're going to win people over is getting on our knees, doing sacrifices, penance. You all know this. But it's hard. To, it's easier. It's more fun to argue, isn't it? It's more fun to argue. It's less fun to get on our knees and say a rosary or do adoration. Or, and he talks about that in another sermon, going to, you know, adoration and trying to, you know, talk yourself out of, oh, that's going to be too hard. I can go do something else. I can do something else that's more profitable right now. I can do so I can do this and not do that. When adoration is that time that's going to win them over a lot more. That's going to be more profitable and more useful in winning souls over to Christ. And that obviously takes discipline. We've talked about last time. So how many of you guys are getting up earlier? I got up early. I got 30. I got full disclosure. I was getting up 30 minutes earlier this week. 30 minutes earlier. Did less on the online, social media. Go work out. Come back. Shower, eat breakfast. Go to work. Get my stuff done. Dedicate a couple hours to this. Get that done. A couple hours of this. Get that done. A couple hours of this. Get that done. Maybe lunch. Take a nap. Because sometimes nap, I'll, I'll have to talk myself into just doing that. That I want to do more. I got to do this. But I know if I do that and I skip that, then I'm going to be useless later. So it's just even discipline right there. I got to shut it down for 20, 20 minutes. Got to take my rest. Because what good are you if you're good? Oh, he's an animal. He's always going at it. But at the end of the time, end of the day, you're, you're on fumes. You can't do anything with your family. You're just a you know, zombie when you get back. Uh, then you cause problems at the house, etc. Or at the end of the day at work and you're just on fumes getting by. So you want to get make sure you recharge. Even if that's taking that break and you got to... Oh, shoot, if I, did, I can just do this for five more minutes. No, shut it down. Get ready, get recharged so we can get back at 100% again afterwards. Get up. Say your morning prayers. Go work out. Anything. Jumping jacks, push-ups, hit the bag. Go to the gym. Throw some weight around. Whatever. Get some. Get your body moving. Come back. Make sure you say a rosary that day. Schedule your day out. What prayers are you going to do? Make sure you read the scriptures. Read the church, the lives of the church, uh, uh, church fathers, the lives of the saints. Something on the on the faith. Maybe something secular. Like, I mean, I'm reading extreme ownership. Reading that. Sure, it's not religious, but if it helps you grow in virtue, 
you can make it useful. So make sure, make sure we're growing in discipline. Getting closer to Lent. Start working on that so we hit the ground running when it comes closer to Lent. Hey, I know I'm not the spiritual director. Go find yourself a spiritual director. Have some discipline to do that. To ask the priest, hey, you know, can you see me for, you know, X, Y, Z to talk about this? Schedule it. Get on the schedule once a month, twice a once every two months, once every three months, whatever. Every saint had a spiritual director. All the priests have spiritual directors. I know it's a little tough right now because you have less priests, less and uh, there's a priest shortage, but ask. At least for this, to see what you want to do for Lent. Make sure you're, you're not doing it on your terms, that you're giving up your self-will to what the father, what the priest is saying. Also, when, like this week, you know, the Holy Father came out with this apostolic exhortation. Uh, I didn't read it. Remember I told you doing that don't care movement? Yeah, don't care. I'm not reading it. One, I'm going to let the priests do their job and they read it and they can preach about it. I'm not going to read the blogs about it. I know there's people smarter than I that did uh, videos on it. Yeah, it's great. I'm not watching. Sorry. Uh, no offense. <laughs> it's just I'm not doing it. I'm going to focus on other things. Like the day that came out. There was a video came out. I got some a couple of people busting my chops on Twitter about it. I didn't look at it. I didn't watch anything. I know there's an hour long video on it. Great. Don't care. I, I don't want it. I didn't want to put any five thirty seconds in on. Why? I had other things to do. I put fifty links together for the website. That if you know if he's kept up with it, it's the uh, Passion of, of Jesus Christ by Saint Alphonsus. That's up on the website. Took fifty links to do it. I've been working on that for months. Uh, put a couple links. I wrote a couple blogs for the job. That's what part of my duties. Took a while to do that. And then at the end of the day, I busted out six videos to put up. I haven't unlocked them yet, but I did it. So I mean, that took some. That took time. I didn't want to waste an hour watching something else. I had to get other things done. I got home, played with the kids, ate lunch, ate dinner, did my reading, and went to bed. So maybe I'll get to it another day if uh, wife goes to bed early and it's it's only eight o'clock right now. Maybe I'll do something in the office and maybe I'll turn that on in the background. I don't know. Possibly, maybe, I don't know. It's not on the top 10 list. So, not telling you, you guys don't want to, if you want to watch it, great. If you don't want to watch it, great. But have discipline about it. And then after you get done watching it, if you want to watch it, don't turn, don't hit the next YouTube video. Or hear the next YouTube video, the next YouTube video. Now I'm talking about something that's not going to, you know, educate you or make you a better person. You, know, you want to watch a couple, you know, baby seals clapping. That, that's one thing. That's what I'm talking about. Anyways, grow in discipline. Practice it. You have to have the motivation. No one can give you the motivation to do it. You have to do it yourself. You have to want to do it. As people would say, are you comfortable in the life you are? And they might say, you know, they are. But you know you can do more. And it eats people up. That's why they ask. So are you comfortable in the life you are in right now? Are you comfortable where you are spiritually? You know you can do more. Can you do more? Can you look at your day honestly, brutally honest, and say, I can do more doing this. I can do this. You know, I haven't read scripture in a while. I need to do this. You know, Dr. Marshall has a great thing on how to read the scriptures in a, in a year. I think he also has something on the Summa. Look those up. See how you do it. See how. See what point. See what uh, tips he's given on that. Do it and then do it, then execute it. Are you reading the church fathers? Are you reading about the saints, the lives of the saints? Are you reading about the, I mean, I'm, I'm reading right now Philip Hughes' book on the councils. 
I was talking, we were in a meeting, and I brought up the council. You ever heard of this council? Wow, no. What happened? The next one, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, they, by the way, they killed their, they killed the bishop. They dragged him out and did this afterwards. All the heretics did. Really? Yes, because most people don't know anything that happened, didn't happen before 1960. They don't even know what happened during 1960. And that's another thing. After Mass, I really don't care about hearing about Vatican II. Man, if I could, if there was one thing I could say to trans afterwards, after Mass, if you come up to me and talk about Vatican II, I don't want, I will walk away. I don't want to talk about it. Talk about anything. I don't want to talk about every, one guy came up to me after I got married. This is, no, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Literally, after we got done with the wedding, going into the after party, and he brought out Vatican II to me. I looked him so seriously right now. <laughs> He, he caught himself. He thought about it, and then he figured out that, you know, yeah, that might be a bad... Maybe we'll do it another time. Yeah, you think? Anyways, so, ownership. Now, many people learn when the, the all the crisis was going down in the church uh, a couple months ago, and people were saying, well, what what did Father... What does Father Blah, Blah, you know, say about this? He would say, just read his books, you know, Father Ripley here. He, was, he said, read it, tell him to read, read these books, and that's what you know. That's exactly what we should be doing. And I had one lady, a couple people actually, respond back. I'm tired of being blamed for everything. And that's exactly what we're talking about. I know a couple priests that did lectures on this about ownership. Oh, it's our fault. Yeah, Saint John Hughes talks about it. is the you know it's God's judgment. When he sends us more that priests that are uh, in name only, priests in name than indeed. Uh, he's not just upset at the priests; he's upset at us. George Carlin has a stand-up bit on politicians talking about why he doesn't vote. Nah, you don't need to watch it because he's a little, you know, four-letter words every time on. But he talks about how these are the are these the best we can do. I'm paraphrasing. He goes, "There's not a wormhole." where politicians come from. Maybe they come from our homes, our, church, our churches, our schools, our neighborhoods, etc. Where do you think priests come from? Same place. So what we, if we got bad priests? Okay. We now look at ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, we got a family of 12. We have no priests. We have no vocation. I know families that have, you know, 8 to 15 kids. No vocations. I think it's St. John Bosco says there's every four kids or something like that. Or probably has a vocation. 25% of the kids or something like this. There's a couple of saints that talk about that. Are we encouraging vocations in our homes? Are we sending the kids first thing to do? Hey, you're going to take, you're going to do a retreat at this, uh, some, excuse me, seminary or convent or monastery. You can do that from 16, 17, see how you like it. Come back. If you don't like it, then you can think about getting married. I mean, it's supposed to be, it's traditional for everybody to do a retreat. Well, for the kids, we can send them to, you know, monasteries for a weekend or a month or something like that. See what the, well, whoever, whatever their rules are at the monasteries for convents. Send them for a little retreat, see how it is. Every kid in the family has to go to a retreat at the monastery, convents, religious order, etc. See if they're, see if they have a vocation. Are we going to find some, well, I mean, you don't know if you must go. You got to at least try. You got to at least go look, taste and see, as they say. Let's own that problem and fix it. Yes, I know there's some that have waiting lists, so you got to you got to worry about the other problems. Maybe there's another order. 
Redemptoristines in New Mexico. They're growing. They only I think they only have about eight to ten or something like that. I'm sure they're looking for more. The Institute of Christ the King nuns. I can't remember the, the official name for them. They're getting more and more. I know the Carmelites have a, a lot on uh, in the waiting list. But let's take the ownership in that and let's work to fix that. And then on top of that, all right, there's a problem. What's the problem in the church? What does G.K. Chesterton have that thing? What is the problem in the world? Me. We should, we, I, everything we should go about. I need to get better. I need to become better. I need to be a saint. Reed Garcia Moreno, I remember, you know, talked about that on his, his uh, regular. Talks about him being the worst person in the world. You look online, you look on social media, you think everyone else is the worst person in the world except for the person that's tweeting or posting on Facebook. We have, how much humility is that? We say the word humility. Do we, have, do we actually know what it is? Do we practice it? Let's own up to the problem. It's it, eight. And then the example in the books, that in the extreme ownership, he was leading, he was the he was the CEO, the commanding officer of one of the, Romali, Romani, Romali. And fratricide happened. Blue on blue, it's, 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 it's the name of it, and brings it up in the book. They were fighting, they were shooting at their own guys. They ended up killing an Iraqi friendly soldier because all kinds of things went wrong. There was the miscommunication. The guy that was on comms screwed up. There was another guy that messed up. The sniper didn't put in where he was supposed to be. And the guy tracking him wasn't didn't, didn't keep up with it. There was enough blame to go around for everybody. And when everything hit the fan and he was supposed to come in, he was supposed to give the debrief. He said he was writing down everything that happened. And he said there was enough blame to go around the room. And in front of the general and his platoon his or his his platoon and everything he goes it was my fault i'm the commander of this unit i am in charge everything goes it comes through me at the buck stops there it is my fault that that happened and everyone took more they trusted him more his team trusted him more the generals trusted him more he got promoted i mean he wasn't looking for that but that's what happened and then he goes around the businesses telling people that, you know, if someone comes up with a problem, he goes, what, are you, what am I hearing? Excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Own up to the problem. Your fault. Why did this not work out? Not because of the guys underneath that weren't getting it done. Sure, they weren't, they weren't getting it done. Why? You didn't, you didn't show them. You didn't provide good leadership. You did this. You weren't doing this. And you kept blaming others for it instead of yourself. Like, go in there and tell the boss... It is your fault, and this is how you're going to fix it. And he, there's an example when the, the VP doesn't want to go in there. He said, I don't know. I, I, think that, I don't think this is going to work. And if he went in and he blamed everyone else, he probably would have gotten fired. He walked in, and he ended up taking complete ownership of the problem and told them how they were going to fix it, and it would never happen again, and it worked. Now, when we say we have a problem in the church, a little different, yeah. We have a problem of lack of saints, lack of humility, lack of knowledge. Not everyone praying like they should. Not everyone going to church, going to mass like they should. How many people go to a traditional mass and leave right after mass? Don't even give a Thanksgiving. That happens in the traditional masses. A lot of them. Very few stick around and give a good Thanksgiving. They say 15 minutes after. You in a hurry? When you in a hurry? Football season's over. Yeah, I get it. If the kids are acting up, all right, there's an excuse. 
I mean, it's an excuse, but it's good. It's uh, that's that's legit. If now, if you got a family of seven, eight, and then you got kids, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven, but the, it's the three-year-old or the two-year-old acting up. I right, take the two-year-old. The rest of the kids, they can suck it up. They can learn how to do a Thanksgiving. You don't have to go outside and talk. There's more people talking for they. People will leave mass and go talk outside for 20, 30 minutes with their friends. And complain, you know what they're doing? They're complaining about the problems in the church. But they can't stay in and give thanks after mass. Begging to help, you know, alleviate the problems. Praying for the Pope. No, we won't go pray for the Pope after mass, but we'll go outside after mass. We'll leave early and go outside. We'll, we'll leave, we'll, you know, break our Thanksgiving up early. And we'll go outside and complain about the Pope. Someone tell me how that makes sense. So yeah, we already have a problem. Look in the mirror. Start with that guy. Own the problem. I don't. Yep. I need to get better. I'm saying it. Me, myself, Steve Kramer. I need to get better. My fault. I screwed up. I am not doing what I need to be doing. I need to do better. And I got. And here's my plan to do it. How about you? You got a plan? You gonna say that? Hey, I need to get better. I need to become a better husband, a better father, a better son, a better brother. Or you need to become a better wife, better mother, better daughter, better friend. Am I gonna put my head with just all the kind of problems that are in there? Am I gonna join in on social media and talk, call these guys names, or call out these guys, or say these guys are doing this, or these guys are doing that? Or the Pope is this, or oh, Benedict's the true. Really, we're still talking about that. If you're in there talking about the Pope Benedict being the true Pope, you, we have our focus is so far off. Follow what the Church says. Now someone's going to get upset. I blah, blah, blah. No, you. No. Francis gave Francis the Pope. The Cardinals acknowledged that. Benedict resigned. It was legit. End of story. Someone sends me another video of a three-hour thing on how Benedict the, Benedict's the true Pope. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Pray for the Pope. Do more for him. If you're going to if you're going to watch a three-hour video of that, you better be praying for him for three hours too. Come up with some calluses on those knees. Give this Lent. Use it for use it for the Holy Father. Pray for the bishops. Pray for the priests. Sacrifice, do penances for him. Own up to it. Stop saying it's everyone else's fault. Yeah, is there a fault to go around everybody? Yes. There's bad leadership at the top. There's bad leadership in the papacy. There's bad leadership in the bishops. There's bad leadership in the parishes. There's bad leadership in our homes. There's bad leadership across the board. You can put the blame on everybody. Own it. Stop blaming. Stop making excuses. Because come judgment day, you're going to have to own up to everything. There ain't going to be anybody to give excuses to. Christ is not going to listen to any excuses. It's done. That's going to be, you want extreme ownership? Judgment day. The particular judgment. That's going to be, and then the general judgment would be ownership squared. But at least you know by that time you're saved or not. Unless you're already here and the second coming comes up, of course. But So practice now. So practice now owning up to that. Problems in the church, my fault. I gotta get better. All right, my fault. I need to be a saint. I'm not a saint yet. I need to be a saint. I need to do better at praying. I need to do better communions. 
I need to do better confessions. I need to do better evangelization to my own family. I need to be a better role model to my kids. I need to be a better father. I need to be a better mother. I need to stop yelling at people in the car. Road rage. I need to stop judging everyone just because they might wear pants or they might not veil or they go to a Noah's Ordo Mass or a traditional Mass. It goes both ways. And then read the book, Uniformity of God's Will by St. Alphonsus. It's almost like that. It's That's the ownership right there, too. You know, everything that happens, it's God's will. There's one of the stories about a monk getting the, the monastery game, uh, basically robbed, pillaged, and burnt. And one of the monks asked him, so what, uh, I think it was a superior, how do you how do you stay so how you smiling? How do you stay so happy after this? Do you not remember this happening? I looked at it, and I thank God for it. Thought it was God's will. United, that's what God wanted. This where he, and he was working miracles, and no one understood why. And he gives a little practice of this, not complaining about the weather. God wants it. It's raining. God wants it to rain. I'm going to want it to rain, too. But getting back to ownership, stop complaining about everyone else. Worry. If you become a walking saint. Theo talked about that. Someone was trying to you know, grab a relic off him. I think it was his rosary or something. I think it was, well, maybe it was garbage they were trying to grab. And What are you doing? And he said, uh, or the lady yelled back, I'm trying to get a relic. And he goes, make your own. Yeah, make your own. We need, what's the problem in church? We need more saints. We need to become more holier. Do it. No excuses. As he said, no excuses. Play it like a champ. So practice that this week or next in the next couple of weeks. The ownership, owning up to everything. Something goes wrong when you, you know, there's something's problem in your marriage. Your fault. You married her, or him. Become better. Fix it. See what the problem is. Come up with a game plan and fix it. Stop blaming. Don't go to your girlfriends or, or boyfriends and start talking about how bad they are. Figure out the problem. Work to solve it. Go from there. You're not getting a rosary in on time. Okay? You don't blame your boss. Don't blame this. What, go through your day and be brutally honest and seeing if you're, you know, doing your time wisely. Not reading scriptures? All right. Found the problem? Are you blaming anybody else? Do it. You got it on your phone. You, if you have a smartphone, there's 48,000 different apps for that. The IP app's best. You have it in your house. You have a Bible in your house. Dust the thing off. Read it. Are you reading the history of the church? Are you reading stuff like tradition in the church? Are you reading maybe Puritan's Empire? <laughs> Tom Guerinjay's little church school year. That's a good one. He's, he's got one for every day of the week, every day in Septuagesima and Lent. It's on the website. You can get the books. You can buy the books for 200 some odd dollars. There's plenty of places online that has it for free on the web. Read it. So anyways, just wanted to throw those out there. Like I said, I'm working on the discipline part. I'm working on the ownership part. I want to get better at doing both, playing the long game. The long, the long game idea is working. I'm trying to get better at that. So yeah, practice discipline, ownership, the long game. See how it works out. Until next time, this is Steve Cunningham. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. May God love you and the Virgin protect us.